from the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you. We're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama, okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is this is quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. The following is a DFAT Entertainment Podcast, recorded and edited by Jake Duell. campfire listeners as you know i love books so today i'm bringing to you another book review but before that gets started i want to say we're trying something different today this is going to be on video so if you're listening to this on spotify or wherever you listen to this fine podcast check out the description to go over to our youtube page for don't forget a towel entertainment and check it out there the book i read was questland It's coming out on June 22nd of 2021. It's by Carrie Vaughn, and it's the first book of this series. She's also known for the Kitty Norville series, the Golden Age series, the Bannerless Saga series, and many other books. I'll be honest with you, I haven't read her other books, but I really did enjoy this book. So, we're going to break for a quick commercial, and when we come back, I'll give you my overview of Questland by Carrie Vaughn. Growing up as a 90s kid, I love classic video games. Sega Genesis was my first console and I still love playing the original Sonic the Hedgehog to this day. Sometimes these classic games are hard to find. That's why I'm happy to point you to Ridley's Gaming Realm. Click the link on the screen to be redirected to their Facebook page. This is a private group of over a thousand members that talk classic games and can trade and sell old games. They've had sales and in the past year have had no fraud since starting. Let's quickly check out a post below. So being a Sega kid, this post stood out to me. It's already sold, but this is just one of the great sales on Ridley's Gaming Realms page. A seller here has posted all of the Sonic games for Sega. That includes the original Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic & Knuckles, and Spinball. Plus the great games of X-Men, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat 2, and I can unfortunately say I've never played Jurassic Park, but I figure it's got to be a great one. There's more sales just like this on Ridley's Gaming Realm, so if you are watching this on video, click the link below. If you're listening on Spotify, check out the description to be redirected to Ridley's Gaming Realm. Questland is a book that's not afraid to ask the question, how Moby Dick and Pokemon are symbolic of rampant capitalism. This was one of the first lines in this book, and it was a very funny line that had me hooked early on. 
It was an amazingly fun book. I really, really enjoyed this book. Questland comes from the same love of geek culture that books such as Ready Player One do. The main difference being the world of Questland is not nearly as dark. At times it is, though. Though it doesn't start with a shooting or have many explosions, there are explosions and shootings in the book. It's not so overly complicated in geek culture, either. I felt this book was more accessible than Ready Player One, which was very nice, but it did have some deep role-playing, LARPing, and Dungeons & Dragons references. The heart of this book is that it's a D&D adventure brought to life in the real world through the use of technology. One of the interesting concepts of this book is that it conflicts very well with people who are trying to live the medieval life and having to interact with modern-day mercenaries on their island in a mission to retake it. The main character, Dr. A.D. Cox, is a literature professor who's brought on the mission to retake the island of Morbius, a D&D live game island. It's very much not unsimilar to Westworld. The reason Adi is brought there is her ex-boyfriend, Dom, may be at the heart of the island's takeover, and the rich Elon Musk-esque owner of the island wants to reclaim his property. Adi has a team with her of former soldiers that are going to try to retake this island. They have to solve puzzles and deal with dangerous situations. And Morbius has it all. From unicorns to dragons to self-sufficient villages to complex puzzles, it's a LARPer's dream world, D&D truly brought to life. One thing I loved about this book was how easy it was to read. Most nights, I did not want to put the book down. Not only was it fun and engaging, but it was downright addicting. At the end of the book, I knew I wanted more. All I hope is that Carrie Vaughn decides to make this into one of her series, and Dr. Aidy Cox's stories continue. With that said, let's take a brief moment to hear from one of our sponsors. After that, we'll get to my spoilers review of the book. With vaccines causing COVID to wind down, it's time to get traveling again. Sometimes you don't want to go through the hassle of planning your travels. That's why you should check out Off the Pages Travel. They're available on Facebook, and if you're watching on video, you can click the link on the screen, or listening on audio, check out the description in the podcast. Off the Pages Travel is your home for your travel needs. They are excited to assist you with everything from simple tickets and vacation rentals to a full, all-inclusive getaway. They have group rates available, and you can message them right from their Facebook page for your quote. If you want to travel, check out Off the Pages Travel. So if I wasn't clear before that commercial break, there will be spoilers ahead. I cannot say enough about the character of Dr. A.D. Cox. She was well written, and this is in part because she was extremely flawed, but in a normal human way. To start out, she had a very compelling and sad modern backstory. She was the survivor of a school shooting in her teenage years, a shooting that took the lives of her best friend and her boyfriend. This left her with trauma that shapes who she is and she has to deal with throughout the entire book. I really enjoyed this backstory, as it's something 
real in this world. There's been too many school shootings and more characters, I think, as things expand, will have this. And the last time I really saw it addressed in America in culture was an American horror story, which actually tried to humanize the shooter by having him in a haunted house, which made him go crazy. This is one of the few pieces of media that I've encountered with the victim being a main character, and it's very, very well done. I also love that 80's a geek. She truly loves what's being attempted on the island, and oftentimes this gets the group in trouble. She wanders off to try to tackle a puzzle that she thinks important, and it is, but others don't understand it. She treats it like a true D&D game. A couple times, though, she might hit a few critical failures. Though treating it like a game doesn't only get her in trouble, it saves their lives as well. The thing about the island is that it is a game that has gone wrong. It went from being set up to be the difficulty of I'm here from the story to actually being on hard mode when they arrive. One of the hardest things I found about 80's character, though, was her relationship with her ex-dom. Though he is not outwardly abusive, of course, maybe he is as he kidnaps 80, there is a level of abuse with him. I find it hard as he's built some of the island for 80. When she first meets up with him, she falls back under his spell, the spill of, spell of familiarity. That does break, though I found this section of the book uncomfortable. I think that was intentional, though. And then the other main characters are the mercenaries with her, though they seem secondary, which I think is also intentional. The characters are not nearly as fleshed out, but they are fun characters, and at times they fill out the Dungeons & Dragons archetypes, which I doubt wasn't intentional. I'm interested if a second book happens in this series to see how these characters are used. Finally, the most interesting group of secondary characters is actually the engineers who work on the island. They're split into three factions, each being led by one of the heads of the project. Before the island was on lockdown, they knew what they were working on for the island could actually be used by governments. This was actually how the island would pay for itself, through contracts to sell some of their items, like drones with tasers attached. What's most interesting about this group is the paranoia and infighting that's caused by their company's, co their company's actual founder. This book, without a doubt, explores the issues around toxic corporate culture and how rich tech types may not be the heroes we think they are. I truly recommend picking up a copy of Questland at your favorite local bookstore, and maybe you can find out how Moby Dick and Pokemon are related. Campfire listeners, I hope you enjoyed this. It's something completely different for me, and I know the video was probably pretty rough. I'll get better at it, but I'm not really sure where to look because, you know, I don't have a director. I have a camera in front of me and a script, if I'm going to be honest with you. With that said, though, you know I end this with a quote, and I've referenced this multiple times. So I'm going to go right from the book here and say, tell me the truth, I said finally. Are you just wanting to play a bunch of Pokemon Go and somehow call it working on your midterm paper? With that, enjoy your day. Peace.